0: North South Connection, we are back with another installment Just of up North in South Network. This time we are here for a day one preview. And this time I am along with my friend, Tim Slonka. Tim, you haven't been podcasting lately. Do you remember how this still works?
1: A uh, little bit. I'm definitely a couple months old, but you're nice enough to invite me onto this. and excited to talk some current day wrestling and, and maybe something else at the end. So, pump for it.
0: Yeah, it's very good. Of course, the gimmick here is we do something at the end. And we shall leave that for the end. We are here to get into day one, Tim, oh, on the seven-match card. Which match are you most anticipating? The Roman
1: Reigns brock Lesnar Universal uh, Championship match is a uh, is good intrigue, especially with the Paul Heyman stuff going on. I think, uh, you know, another good twist, uh, whether needed or not, but it adds some
0: excitement to the match. I definitely think it is needed. I definitely add some twists, and, um, you know, you, I'm kind of 50-50 on that prediction, really. And so they, by saying I'm 50-50, that means that they've done a pretty good job building up to that because obviously it's safe to say that paul Heyman is probably going to be part of the finish of this match right
1: i think it allows for a screwy finish right so you kind of have that in the back pocket this might not be the clean match right because something i feel like is going to happen with paul Heyman, but
0: that's just me yeah that's well that's kind of what they're building to but that kind of i'm kind of under the assumption really of that that's going to be is it you know and they've done a good job of laying it out is it is he going to end up with brock or is it a swerve And, you know, Brock lets his guard down and it was a plan all on with the bloodline. They're in cahoots. And this is their way to screw Lesnar to lead up to, which I guess would be the third match in this installment of the series, this time around between Brock and Roman. And this was a necessary roadblock of getting there. Is it mania? Is it rumble? Is it Saudi again? Who knows? But, you know, this definitely is the most anticipated match for me on the card also.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, one, there are two big names, you know, outside of wrestling or, you know, at the higher level. So having them fight off, uh, I, I know some people get turned off by the Saudi shows for a variety of reasons, right? Timing, it's not in the U.S. You can't go to it. Uh, you know, it's only on Peacock, you know. So I don't know if everyone saw that match, right? It gets the same build. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be interesting, too, with this day one being on New Year's Day, right? how many people are going to be tuned into it, especially what three weeks before the, or I think it's a month actually before the rumble. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, but it's definitely, you know, I I think that big match feel right? of two of the bigger stars, they've added in a a little wrinkle to it. So it's just not a clean rematch from crown jewel. So it adds some intrigue, but whether this is the climax, I I don't know. I kind of feel like that's the only thing that kind of holds it back a little bit is like, this feels a little bit like a placeholder for,
0: you know, like you kind of said, the last, last match of this trio. It could be a pivot, and it could, you know, it could be it. They could, because uh, here's the thing, they, they've thrown nuggets throughout the storyline. And one of them being that, um, you know, Paul Heyman did Brock Lesnar's deal. Remember, Brock Lesnar was a free agent, and Paul Heyman did his deal. So it could be a nugget where Paul Heyman signed a deal for him to be on SmackDown till January 1st. Paul screws him, and then he goes to Raw. Could be one of right. those things. And, you know, we're done for now with this. And then, you know, it's Brock, Lashley and Roman Drew for, you know, for an example at Mania or whatever Yep, C- could be in
1: the you know, I don't know if they're ready for another Roman Brock Mania match as well. Right.
0: Uh. Definitely a lane there, too. We're, you know, Paul in Roman ended up swerving Brock at the end of this match, which leads to maybe Brock winning the chamber, Brock winning the rumble, or he has to run through hoops to get the final clash. Of this, you know, showdown. I do think that the final clash is, you know, would be must-see TV. And even this is must-see TV. But overall, there's plenty. Like, they've done a really good job of dropping nuggets, which, you know, could be tea leaves, could be truth, could be just, you know, red herons to uh, build up to this particular match this time around.
1: Yeah, and I mean, just Roman Reigns is the heel, even with Paul Heyman, right, for a while. It's just been so good. Right, he's so and, and you know using the usos is kind of good help. Uh, anytime he's kind of using them as uh, they're not a focal point, they're not cheating for him all the time, but he he uses them when he needs them. So I think it's uh, you know, definitely a, a better build than maybe some of their other times they fought. Uh, you know, in whatever 2000, whatever it was 14 and and 18, whatever years they kind of fought in media. This I think has been a gr- great build, mostly built by Roman
0: Reigns being just a solid heel. Yes, and then you have this fresh Lesnar ponytail and all. Tim, what do you think of his ponytail?
1: It's it's amazing. It's perfect. It's it's uh, everything I want Brock Lesnar to be. Uh, I'm not sure why he went with it at like a 40-year-old midlife crisis, but, um, it, it you know, I, I do kind of like he's changed his outfit too, right? Uh, he's now in like overalls and yeah. I think, like, just I think, you know, he's never going to change his gimmick, right? He's not going to be a guy that's going to have a gimmick. Right, he's uh, you know, he kinda has to be himself, right? As far as like his name is Brock Lesnar, he's never gonna have anything attached to it. But he's kinda done it with when he used the the money in the bank, you know, the beatboxing and now he's changed <laughs> his outfit a little bit. So I, I think it's a good idea for him, right? Just to give him something different that he doesn't be kind of come, you know, bland Brock Lesnar UFC fighter. So I, I do like the change of guard for him and I just I do like the ponytail because it's just a weird thing for like a 40 year old man to start all of a sudden putting his hair in a ponytail man bun up top. So,
0: yeah, I'm a little envious of it being a bald man myself. (laughs) It's a it's a look and I'm here for that look. It's not many could pull it off, but, you know, Brock Lesnar can and Brock Lesnar doesn't need a gimmick. Brock Lesnar is a gimmick. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I I mean, that's the thing. It's like he
1: is somebody, but I think it adds more to his character. Right. It it makes him fresh. Here, you know, every once in a while, you know, versus just kind of UFC fighter. I mean, he, his name just brings so much. The the one the one thing they've done without having him on a lot, right, is he becomes an attraction, right? Every time he's around, it's a it's a rare moment, so he becomes a big thing. And you know, kind of with this match, you know, as, as well, right? He's not on every pay per view, so it adds some intrigue.
0: You know, the rumor is they want to do this day one every year. So this is a hell of a way to establish it. So you know, they want it to mean a lot. They want it to deliver. And I think. And I anticipate it will honestly all most of WWE's pay-per-views for the most part deliver, you know, you can, you can nitpick the survivor series. Sure. But that's a survivor series. It's an all-star game, whatever. Well, has always been the, the other down show, but this year could have been arguably met pay-per-view the year. Yeah. Very good. Yep. Very good. And then other than that, it's, you know, you can nitpick shows and they, they go up and down, but they're designed to also, but overall WWE hits home runs, but this time they're going to be trying and, that makes me anticipate it a little more because even when they're, you know, ho hum and whatever, all, their pay per views always deliver. It's just the Raws and the TVs that are repetitive and sluggish and whatever. You know, what did you think of inserting Sami Zayn into this, you know, quote unquote feud for three weeks or whatever? I mean, Z- Zayn's been good, but
1: I, I don't. It's I I don't think necessary because I think. I'm fine with the Usos, right? They've been around forever and as well as um, Paul Heyman being inserted. Like, I think this is sometimes what they do wrong in WWE is they try to, they've got so much TV to fill that they start throwing things in to keep the feud, you know, moving along. I think it could have been left fine with just the Heyman thing and you could have used the Usos, right? As well. They've been around now. You're just adding a new character into it. I, I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm sometimes not the fan of that. I'm like, just let the match kind of build by itself, and you've already had the one big angle,
0: right? With I think the big angle with Paul
1: Heyman. I think that's enough to carry it.
0: Well, I I love Sami Zayn unapologetically. I love him. I think he's so charismatic. And whatever role they give him, I think he crushes. Like I even think he could have like a baby-faced level rise in him for this year if the cards play yep. out. But even in this shit bag. Chicken shit, you know, sarcastic, yep. scar, scarmy heel. I love him in it, and he's just so charismatic or whatever. It just the the chemistry him and Brock had was just unbelievably wor- like worth it to kind of do it. I think, and you know how it happened, how he he eliminated Jeff Hardy, who Jeff who Jeff Hardy. Can't but, talk um, about him. Nope, he's gone. He's gone. Um, unfortunately, I hope he's yeah. all right. So he eliminates Jeff Hardy to become the number one contender in a battle royal. So the week after, he comes out and he's like, "All right, I'm I want to be I want to face Roman at day one. You know, I earned my shot and blah blah blah." But then Brock comes out. <laughs> And then instantly the chemistry is just magic. And it's just like, wow, are these guys going to have like a buddy cop is like what I was thinking. Yep. Are they going to do like vignettes where they, you know, the vegan Sammy <laughs> goes like hunting with Brock. I was just envisioning that. And I'm like, and I know, you know, and Vince McMahon fell in love with this stuff. So I'm thinking, wow, are they really going to insert Sammy into this and make it a three way or are they gonna insert Sammy into the finish somehow? Or is he just around for the build to kind of add a little flavor? It really added flavor to Brock's character and it did move right. a little bit. You know, it did move the Heyman storyline with Brock. He Heyman sees Brock being kind of wonky and silly. And he's like, who, well, who are you? Like, you know, this isn't the guy I advocated for. And then Brock shows that Brock snaps, kills Sammy, kills the male's nurse. And then he has the punchline, the defending, blah, 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 universal champion Brock Lesnar. And that, you know, that brings us to next week, which caused the beef where Heyman got fired. So, I you know, I appreciate Sammy getting thrown into it. I thought it was very creative. And could, could it be added to it? I, I doubt it. I think he, once they inserted Sammy into, like, the IC picture, they kind of was just like, all right, we want to do something with Sammy. You know, the, the the IC division has been dormant forever. So let's kind of... You know, have this big gauntlet on Christmas Eve and uh, give Sammy that and, you know, pull him away from this main event match where we kind of flirted with him a little bit and, you know, he has this conspiracy stuff or whatever. So there could have been a lane where he got involved, but. You know, I think he landed in in that IC match, and you know that could be a day one too I and mean, we maybe could go over later. But you know, again, I'm not mad at them for inserting Sammy, but I understand your points earlier of like it didn't really need it, but I like how it progressed it and it added and it showed you know that extra flavor of Brock Lesnar that we're all falling in love with now. Yep, uh, I, I agree
1: on that. And I think uh, the other problem I have in sometimes these pay per views, right, is. You already have the now four-way, right? So I think you need the single, right? If you're, I, I like when they have one title match as a, you know, match on match, right? Man to man. And then the second one being multi, multi-man, right? I, th- I think if you have too many multi-mans, it kind of loses its flavor. So I think it's better they didn't insert them into the match, right? So it's just straight up Roman and Brock. Even though I know we've seen it a couple times, I, th- I think it comes out better that way.
0: No, absolutely. And you know, I think that they maybe have would have added him into creating a wonky finish, but I think they ended up going with the Heyman angle. Right. So, you know, and and plus I do think it's a unique way to kinda yeah, Roman murdered Sammy in like eight seconds, right? But I think it's right. actually a unique way to introduce Sammy up the card a little bit, believe it or, you know, believe it yep. or not. I sound crazy, but if you rewind his steps in a few months, I think those steps could have start when he won the Battle Royal, got inserted on TV with Roman, got inserted on in TV with Brock. I just wish they, you know, went a little bit longer with it and kind of, even the whole buddy cop thing would have just been amazing and just streams like WWE at its best yeah but um who do you think you know so we danced around it for 10 minutes or so who do you think wins this match tim
1: uh i I still think roman i don't know i think they i like the streak that he's on i like the domination like i said i feel like Haman somehow gets involved but i like i like roman keeping it and, and being the strong champion um for for a long time to come
0: I agree. I don't think that at the end of the night, I don't think Brock Lesnar should be champion. Could Brock win in a weird wonky way, Ugh, I guess, but I rather have it be, I guess I'd rather have it be a swerve and see what happens. But ultimately I kind of rather have it blown off at Royal Rumble, but I don't know what they do at mania. You know, it's kind of a give. Yeah. And a, it's a given, a take there. I'd love for them to have a, gr- a big grand plan for Roman at mania and you never know. You could, Someone could emerge at, like, Kofi at 35 or Brian at 30, and, and you know, they could be searching for someone to emerge, and then they could blow it off at Rumble, or they could blow it off at Saudi, you know, at the end of February, early March, wherever they go there. Roman faces someone fresh and new. Who? I don't know, but overall, uh, all right, so you think Roman wins. Where do you see Paul Heyman at the end of this match?
1: I foresee for a while him begging to get back with Roman. I don't know. I feel like he's done the Brock rock thing for so long i don't know if he finds it an, you kind of mentioned someone coming out of nowhere i don't know if he tries to find someone to yeah. beg beg roman for a while and then tries to find someone to take on roman right i think i think i think that's a good storyline right if he finds someone to he begs back for roman doesn't get it and then finds someone to to bring to mania to be the challenge that, that would, that's where i would go with it i mean because you could use Heyman as someone that maybe isn't a great talker but Paul is so good, right? At that stuff and building up a character that you can, you know, kind of sneak someone in and use him as the mouthpiece and help uh, feud. Hey, let's,
0: let's play that game real quick, right? So let's say Heyman goes down your road and he, and he's middling, right? He doesn't pick a side Roman wins because the Usos super kick him or whatever, but Brock's, you know, Heyman's out there and kind of what he did at Saudi, he threw the, you know, the belt in the middle and said, you guys decide he yeah. pulls one of, he pulls one of those cards, but you know, when they're both not in the ring, he's he's sticking a Brock side on his good side, and he's trying to butter up to Brock. And then when Roman's back, he's trying to get in his good graces. He's being right. piece of Being piece of shit, Paul Heyman. He has his beard going on already. Yep. <laughs> you know, he's crying on cue. He, he's great. I mean, so this is the perfect world for Paul Heyman. Let's let's go down a rabbit hole real quick, Tim. Give me a few names of guys that you could see Paul Heyman. Jumping up with, or gra- you know, grabbing a guy from NXT, or grabbing a guy from the mid card and elevating him up, or grabbing a guy in the old man's land, in the upper mid card that needs a little guidance that could get hot to challenge, you know, Roman at WrestleMania 38. Ooh. I have I'm three trying- off the top of my head that I just thought of. I'm gonna see if you can think of any. Well, the
1: one guy I have who I always, who I, that maybe of course I'm more a fan of, and again, it probably doesn't make much sense, but Finn Balor, right? Okay. Someone like him, because uh, I I think he's had his it- been so close to getting to that main spots, but you know, through injuries and other thing has come through. Um, and then a guy that can always recycle, right. Is, is like someone like an AJ styles. Right. But I don't think he needs Heyman Right. So I don't think that no. one works, but it's a guy you could cycle through who has name value. Right. Um, but I don't think he needs Heyman. And so I think that's a lost cause, but he's just a big, a big name and a guy that can be serviceable for you.
0: They have three, you know, even with AJ, not I don't see AJ with Heyman, especially Right, (laughs) I don't especially with their history, if you want to play into that. Like they played a little bit talking smack, you know, in two thousand nineteen drama with the new brothers and then, you know, AJ getting brought in as being like a mid carter to the jobbers or whatever, and the just friction between them two is constant. So that would be that would definitely be out of left field and quite interesting actually. My three are kind of all three that are in flux on Raw or Okay could be transitioning in raw none of them like I wanted to think outside of repeat opponents for Roman instantly I was like "Ooh, Jey Uso would be fun these are guys that I, I thought of quick that didn't go with Jey Uso could be fun right hand man Julius Caesar yep. turned his back on him kind of thing you know what I mean with that's a good one with, the other one was a rehash of You know, Kevin Owens just re-signed. Paul Heyman re-signed him. It didn't work out on Raw, but it's gonna, you know, he he was Roman's most competitive opponent. And with Brock with his guidance, I mean with Heyman with his guidance, he can go against Brock and beat him. And then like I like your Finn Balor thing too, where they had to cut the ropes and kind of kind of people that they had did dirty in the feud against Brock with right. you know with hayman guidance there's a little protection there there's history there but you know my three off the top of my head went in no order but number one being bobby lashley there's, okay they're starting to show friction a little bit with mvp he's kind yep. of tweak you know he's kind of flirting a little bit with the baby face role maybe he's definitely a guy that needs a mouthpiece but if that's what know, i was gonna
1: say yep that's that's definitely a you know a guy that needs a mouthpiece i agree on that
0: and he looks the part could he go down that rabbit hole of ECW being a guy you know they they go back to ECW 2006 and they established a bond there maybe I don't know I'm just shooting off the hip and pulling shit out of my ass to kind of give this a backstory but uh I thought of that one and a little you know showing a dissent with MVP and then maybe he wins the rumble goes with Paul or you know whatever the other one the other one being Big E Kind of a guy that, you know, this title run he's in now could end at day one. We'll go over that in a little bit. Yeah. You know, He has a 25% chance of retaining, just so you know. But uh, I could see <laughs> a lane because if you forget, he was always flirting with Paul on SmackDown when he was Money in the big champion. He was always flirting with Paul on Talking Smack in the Thunderdome when Talking Smack was must-see TV. That talking smack back in the day used to push so many storylines and was better than the actual TV, which is sad. But whatever. Biggie could get a taste of the success, could come come to Jesus moment where he knows he wasn't ready and he knows he needs a little more guidance. And he always flirted with Paul Heyman. And he was always when he was talking shit with Paul. He's like, I'm coming from Rome and I'm going to be the guy. And Paul would be like, you know, he played off like comedy or he'd be like, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? So there's definitely a little bit there. Would that turn Big E heel? Maybe, but maybe. Yeah. And then my third guy is Matt Riddle. Okay. You know, legit shooter. Yeah, he's in a wonky tag team right now, but that that could end soon. I bet you it ends soon. You know, I, I personally think it's going to be a WrestleMania program, but it could be a Rumble program. And then, fuck, shit happens between Rumble season. He could catch fire coming out of this feud with Orton, add Paul Heyman to the mix, and then. Kind of those are my three guys that I could see maybe catch firing thinking about pulling out of my ass in the last five minutes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean,
1: I I think the the easiest one of those three is is Lashley, right? Yeah. You kind of break up the MVP thing and he just kind of siphons, right, to Paul Heyman. And there's a a challenge and he's, I don't want to say like the most legit guy to face Roman, right, to possibly beat him, but uh, you know, he, he's a big, big dude, right? And so it, it's a guy that you could say, okay, if Roman's going to lose, win to, you know, lose to someone, it, it's this type of guy. So uh, of, of those those choices, I think that's that would be my vote for most likely for for ease, right? Of you know, from January to April to make it happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's it's you know, it's a fun lane to go down, and honestly, they've done a really good job of. You know, you could easily say, "Yeah, this is super predictable," but they've done a pretty good job of saying, "Hey, what if?" Really, because yep. we, you know, we've just gone on for about 20 minutes about down of, you know, a few different roads, a few different roads people may have not have thought of, a few different roads that you know are kind of predictable. And uh, I'm definitely anticipating this match the most. Yep. Now, uh, out of the rest of this seven-match card, Tim, which uh, which match you anticipating the least? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go.
1: We kind of joked about this beforehand, but the, the Becky Lynch Morgan match. Um, well, oh. one chance of you know Becky maybe not being there, uh, you know, possible. You know, I think one thing on this card, right, is there's so much risk of COVID changing any of these matches, right, at, at any last minute minutes. I, I just don't like uh, Morgan. I don't know, I just not a fan He's of not her, not connecting with you, not connecting, and I don't think he has a chance of winning. I think Becky. Uh, this is one of those matches where you just keep building a good champion, right? And just another defeat to, to, to me. I think Becky is a stronghold, can be a stronghold of, of the division, you know, much like they use Charlotte a lot of times uh, just to hold the belt for, you know, months and months to kind of let someone build up. So I would do the same on Becky. So I, I just don't see much chance here.
0: So the Roman and Brock. Well, really, Roman, not with Roman and Brock. I think Roman was pulled. It came out that Roman was pulled as a precaution, you know, just just to make sure that that day one main event was secure. There was no drama. There was no bullshit. And, you know, let's go home. And that's kind of the most important thing within this company is those three guys, Brock, Roman and Heyman. You know, to move past that, then you come to Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was pulled off Christmas. She wasn't on Raw. It, to what you were saying, it could be in flux a little bit. It could be a little concern that this is one of the matches that are kind of maybe pulled from this event because of COVID testing or whatever. So I don't know. The WWE changed their p- protocol, I guess. The la- you know, yesterday. Well, like, sort of yeah. the
1: CDC today. So or yeah. yesterday. So I mean, I think that's some of it too. Is like all these. Yeah. All these changes, the NFL I saw today announced they're changing. So I think it's, it's definitely going to be last minutes of what some of these matches, but I would say if we we're going to talk seven of them, one of these is not going to happen. And the way it's, that'd just be a prediction. One of these is changing somehow.
0: Yeah, somehow. And you know, this could, this could be one of it because, you know, if you link her to Seth Rollins, they're married obviously. And you know, Seth Rollins is in a fatal four-way match where if one guy is out of that match, it's an easy replacement or it's a fatal right. threat or a triple threat here Becky Lynch is your champion. If if Becky Lynch is pulled, then it's just like, oh, hey, let's call Charlotte and have Tony Storm back and have another match there to make up for this match. Because, yeah, Becky's the champion. We're not pulling the belt off her because she can't make it right up because of covid. So yeah. we'll just do this on Raw, you know, down the line. <laughs> Having that all said, build wise, this match is like fine at best. Like I don't want to say bad because Becky's so charismatic and she makes a lot work just by off her presence and her star power and her promos and all that stuff. She makes a lot of stuff work. And, and to an extent she's kind of brought Liv up not not to her level, but up a level. Like like if Liv was at like a four out of ten, maybe she's at like a six out of ten now for like leveling. Um yep. so I'll you know, I'll give Becky and Liv that. They've kind of got into Liv's You know, softer, like she's pretty appealing to young girls. I can see that, too. You know, she's not Becky Lynch, I don't think. But could she be brought up a card with a, you know, with a loss? I can see that happening for sure. It kind of already has happened. Would another loss be super damaging to her? It depends how. But I don't I think that at the end of this, she's going to be in a better spot than she was. What, around November when this started? You know, it's probably a success. Liv going into her gym i don't did you see that where bliv went into her gym and it was yeah. on like twitter and stuff and then it was on raw the next night like that yeah. was kinda, so, that was kind of silly and wonky that, but
1: well i actually kind of liked it and the they did like the she was beating up someone else i kind of liked that but yeah. the acting of the uh the guys was some of the worst acting i've ever yeah. seen so i think that ruined it like i think they could have done that pretty good Uh, but the acting of like, oh my God, she's in the ring. Oh no, it's like, geez, like don't even have them there. Like it just looks so fake. And like, why would they not go and help her? Uh, You know, it's a good storyline, right? As far as like, okay, they're trying to outsmart each other. So I like that. And I think what did you say? It was on Twitter or Twitch or whatever. It was on. That's it was on Tout Tim. Tout. Oh yeah, Tout. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. R I P. Uh, let me pour one out for that. Um, but I, I like that. That's a good use of you know, social media to, to kind of draw people in. So I, I do like that. And it kind of, like you mentioned, like, I think they see a future in Morgan and doing stuff like that's only going to help her grow, right. Her fan base, the, all the, all the kids nowadays with their social media, I think that's a good, a good use of media. It was just, the acting was so bad by the, all those indie wrestlers. You said pour
0: one out, man. I just got a text message. Pour one out for John Madden. He just died. That's sad. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So that's, that's real time, Tim. Sorry. Yeah, oh my. Oh man. Time out.
1: Got to go play Got to go play Madden 93
0: then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rest in peace, John Madden. I think this match has like a ceiling. It's not going to be like a four star great match, but I think that it's ceiling and its floor is is kind of close. And it's around like the three and a three to three and a half range. I don't know. It should deliver that. But I can see why it's not your most anticipated match out of this out of this bunch.
1: Yep. Yeah, what's your least anticipated
0: match then for yourself? My land, for myself, my least anticipated match is easily the Usos versus the New Day. You know, two top five teams of all time. Sure, great, excellent. Yep. You know, you could lay their resume, their journey, all that stuff down, even their match history together. You can lay it down. It's going to be bar none to a lot of tag teams in history. But this is like the seventeenth version of that, <laughs> and it's really the third in the last month. Did they, have, what, did they have a match on Raw last week where they just, for no good reason, just to fill time? And sure, they have great chemistry. And, you know, I guess the New Day is men on a mission, no pun intended, Tim, you know, 2.0 with King, King Mabel and Sir Mo. You like what I did there? But anyways. Yes. Um, <laughs> Any Mo reference, I will gladly. But still, even all that and, you know, the New the Usos being at, you know, the highest they've kind of been up the card, you know, being along Roman for the last eight months or whatever. Yeah, they're, in, they're this is higher on the card, but been there, done that. There's so many good teams on that roster that it's like, all right, we're, this is really a pay-per-view match where, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's blah, but I'm sure it, it could be great. It's probably yeah. going to be good. It's just filler, in, in my opinion, right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I get that from you. You watch a lot more New Wrestling than I than I do, but every time they have a match, it's like three, three and a half, good, entertaining. The New Day keeps the crowd into it. The Usos are great on destroying comebacks, so I think I, I would I'll enjoy the match uh, yeah. for sure. But I could get how okay, this is just a match to have these two fight again.
0: Now, the only thing that would kind of interest me is the finish. Really, honestly, that like, all right, say say they throw it on the New Day. That it's just like, oh, they're going to throw this belt on the new day. Does that mean anything for the main event? Does that mean anything for the bloodline? Like the bloodline right. just weakened by losing this belt. You know, the finish interests me. But other than that, you know, I, I kind of could care less, honestly. I hate
1: understand. Yeah. I understand. Understood. And that's, you know, that's a good point about the lead up for the, the the main event. You know, could Heyman come out during this match or something like that? Oh, yeah. Um, maybe. or know, sure.
0: to,
1: Yeah, just even not even to do anything, but just to add some intrigue. Right, yeah. so
0: maybe he wants to get on the goodwill of the Usos, so he, you know, he comes yep. out with his beard and he's like, <laughs> grabs a leg or something of Kofi Kingston, and I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
1: yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely could just to set up some
0: intrigue to the, you know, main event. To coincide with this tag team match, I am pretty interested in the Raw tag team match. That being the Street Profits versus RK Bro riddle and orton how's your gauge on this match are you interested what do you think? RK bro you like them do they annoy you do you see him oh, as I, stars what do you think tim uh i
1: mean i i think uh i i'm not the biggest randy orton fan in the world uh but i like when he gets on these like little side things and i think this is perfect use of him um I, i'm never a big fan when he's getting the title matches and just being thrown in because i think they, he just gets he's their utility player right just throw him in yep. He'll, he's a name pe- a lot of people recognize, but I think like for a while they've just used him as like, let's just have we got no one to win the Rumble. Let's have Orton win. it. right. Uh. But I like this where he's elevating riddle. They have good, really good chemistry. Unbelievable. Skits, chemistry. Yeah, their skits are funny. Riddle is takes a beating. Right. It also, I think, does a good job delivering them right with this kicks. And, and it, it just sells pretty well. So I, I a great team. And I think I would. To me, I would keep having them. I think your idea of breaking up at WrestleMania is probably perfect, but I would definitely let them run through at least past Rumble uh, because I think they bring a lot of entertainment when they're together on Raw and stuff. So the longer you can keep them together, I think, uh, without doing the blow up, I think it's better for just you know comedy and and, and and using them as a versatile tag team.
0: Yeah, I'm curious about the journey on how we get to The breakup because it's inevitable like yeah these guys are perfect together could they be friends forever and then their breakup one year would be a draft sure whatever but let's be realistic let's be realistic that's not going to happen so let's talk breakup so it's inevitable just assuming that they're going to wrestle at wrestlemania so could this be the first kink in the armory where they almost lose the titles to the street profits and then they're like they're kind of bickering and whatever and then it leads to them losing the titles or you know, the Street Profits are, you know, is a credible team for sure. They they're solid. They're good. I, I'm higher than on than them than most. But they're credible. They're star power. They're they're good in ring. They're entertaining. They're popular. So on and so forth. Maybe not as as much so as RK bro. But right. It, could this lead to a potential for the Street Profits or something like that where they outsmart RK bro? because they have a heel run in them too montez changed his hair he got the corn rolls they could evolve and become like a heelish team kind of like usos 2016 17 ish for sure just to get you know just to see a variety from them and kind of see what kind of legs montez has I, so i could definitely see the titles kind of changing here and them going down a different road and then RK-Bro gets off of the titles and then they kind of start to have a little friction. They chase a little bit and then they kind of have a blow off at the Rumble where one eliminates each other. And then it spills right. over and just formulaic. Anyone can fantasy book that. That's kind of easy. Believe it or not, RK-Bro are like number one on Raw in merchandise and they only have a small amount of merchandise compared to a lot of other people. And their volume is extremely high for that small bunch of merchandise. So, do the you know do the WWE just want to stretch them out as long as possible? Really, they be a team. or well, they kind of started meshing together what around May ish. So after Mania would be a year. And do they drag to Mania and then maybe break up at Mania where it's more memorable and then deeper programming for the WWE coming out of Mania. I anticipate around Rumble, and then it builds to WrestleMania, and this is like a mid-card day two or day one match, and it delivers great, and it's honestly a, a memorable year for the two, building up the tag team, going on the great run, having the great skits, the great vignettes, the great chemistry, and then having a very good blow-off. so Right. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, to me, I would I would do nothing here. I would just let them win uh let maybe have something at the rumble start to do it and then save it till february because you got a great point on the merchandise sales like they're super over so i would not do anything i would save it for as long as possible but i think the rumble blow off makes sense or sorry the mania blow off or have the fight there uh because i think that gives a chance for the summer to spend riddle you know moved up the card then you can start seeing what he's got as a singles competitor because I
0: think they were they were very shocked. I don't I don't I don't want to say shocked, but I think in house that they were very, you know, like oh, eye opening where RK Bro outsold Big E by like a big amount. When Big when yeah. Big E historically with the New Day has done very well with the merchandise, and they're like, oh, Big E, this is gonna be a home run. New Day merchandise, WWE champion, whatever, spins off. RK Bro blows them out of the water with the, with the money and the and the dollar signs, and that's you know. Obviously appealing to office or whatever. Yep. So I don't know. Maybe they see this as a potential breakout for Riddle and they want to accelerate his push quicker. And so whatever, you never know. It could be uh again a lot of angles. It's a lot of different angles they could go down. But you could see it as predictable. But hopefully it's not. Hey, honestly, what if Riddle turned on Orton? And Riddle's this vicious new heel with his background and his style in ring. Absolutely, that could be a line too which honestly would be a huge lane. It might be his biggest upside.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I would, I would not do anything to them. I would, I would leave them alone for as long as possible. Um, uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's the smartest way. I don't know. To, to do things. Now, what's interesting is if we don't do that, right. So we we did Roman, no title change. We did. Oh, is probably no title change. We did Becky, no title change. If we do this match, no title change. So it's, Pretty rare for one, two, three, four, five, six or five matches and we wouldn't have a title change. So I know we haven't talked to the Fatal 4-Way. So that that's the only thing that maybe is this is the opportunity to do a title change pretty easy. Uh, like you said, maybe have a little kink in the armor because, you know, people like going to pay-per-views and seeing uh, at least one title change. And WWE historically has pretty much done
0: that. So, yeah, they could it, always throw the IC title on and give it to Sammy because I don't think yeah. they thought of the IC title <laughs> <laughs> it's, in a it's long, long time. True.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting what they're trying to make the show run, right? Are they trying to do it a quick, you know, three hours or yeah. is this going to be a long one? And like we talked about the COVID stuff, like, you know, I don't think they've announced a pre-show or anything. So it'll be interesting to kind of see. And maybe that's why they're holding off on doing a pre-show is because they know they might be short, short staffed for the event. So yeah.
0: we'll see. But uh, overall, I think RK-Bro has been... Comedy wise for WWE, kind of a home run. And honestly, right. it's it's all charisma because some of the material is mostly. Bad. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, it's some of Riddle's look right to it, and you know, Orton's look too. Is he's been built up as this nonchalant, you know, non funny. Uh, uh, he has been funny before, but right, kind of serious guy, and you kind of got Riddle looking like a goof, and they just they play off each other perfectly, right? A yin and yang. So I think you know that's character development for both guys.
0: I think it's unbelievable what uh, Riddle was like. Or let me let me on his bus now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I don't think that. I think that was like a, an interview off so I think uh, I forgot the podcast that Riddle was on. Uh, Rosenberg's whatever. I, I just love Riddle, so I listen to it. Cheap yeah. Pete. So he's like, yeah, Randy, let let me on his bus now. You know, <laughs> you know, alluding to, yeah, you know, allu- alluding to that they were smoking weed on his bus. So <laughs> just watching Riddle dance around all that stuff is just just yeah. awesome. Ronald Riddle's great. I love him. I can't talk enough about him. But speaking of WWE comedy, does Madcap Moss work for you as WWE comedy?
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to be your answer. All right. Or ha-
1: next, what about Happy the Corbin? Match,
0: the next match we're gonna go. What about over, Happy
1: Corbin? Is that comedy to you too?
0: Uh, it's, it's something. The next <laughs> match we're gonna go over is. I try. Hey, I tried to do a smooth transition, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. I can't <laughs> straight, the next match we're gonna go over is Madcap Boss versus Drew McIntyre. You know, let's go over under three and a half minutes, which was the gender Drew Summerslam match for this match. Over under three and a half minutes. Tim, what do you think? I think under. Oh, ho, ho, ho. that's that's not a slippery slope. You know, Madcap Mad could go on a quick jog and, and beat that over. <laughs> that's like Wait. taking a that's like taking a, 36 and a half point NFL uh, over under. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they should do the same. Uh, let Drew squash him and walk yeah. away. Walk away as a, a big victory. If you're going to try to rebuild Drew uh, to the top and to kind of change him a little bit, right, and move him back down and stuff, like, this would be you know just another way to do it, right? Hey, you yeah. take on these guys and take them out in two, two minutes. That be, kind of becomes his gimmick. I don't know that, that that's the way I would play it. But uh, I'm I'm also not the biggest Drew McIntyre fan. No. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he's OK. I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad about him, but uh, I, I just don't see him at the level. You know, they when they bring up guys like Reigns and I would even say Biggie and, you know, Lashley, like I just don't feel he's at that level. And I think the way to do it, right, is to take on all comers and take them out and, and make him look strong. But that's just me.
0: Oh, interesting. No, uh, Hey, not everyone connects with everyone. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a, like a, a fan club with him. I, I, I do appreciate his work. And I like his rise kind of like back up from like three man band to like this. Oh, yeah. You know, his you know, him going to the indies, doing all that, making a name for himself again. Working NXT and then rising back up, to, uh, tag team with Ziggler, and just kind of working his way back to where he was. I kind of like him, like the respect and then full circle with him being the chosen one and kind of just kind of actually making it. I kind of like it. They're doing a decent job of getting the pandemic championship stink out of off of him. Yeah,
1: like, and, that, and that sucked for him, right? Like yeah. that was just terrible timing, right? Like your big win in front of you know nobody and that, that sucks, right? Like, but there's nothing we could do about, it, right? Like yeah, and
0: just just rewind to Royal Rumble 2020 where right yeah where he eliminates Brock and that place fucking melts We're that's nuts. like an yep. unbelievable Royal Rumble moment and then another you know and then 30 minutes later he has another unbelievable Royal Rumble moment where he eliminates Roman and wins and they glo- go on just as much I'm like right. wow he fucking made it he, you know and then yep. he, he didn't really do a bad job it's just like you said circumstance and kind of that pandemic stink on him and that performance center stink on him right yep and last year like i agree lashley should have been champ when he was champ they definitely did the right move by keeping it on lashley at wrestlemania so drew didn't really overcome that and then he was just kind of in you know nothing mid-card feuds to kind of keep him on tv like he has star power he you know he is a star he's probably not as star as they would like him to be or really as he could be but this could be a journey on him getting it back there and you know them finding a match for him on this card kind of proves to me that yeah they got plans for him he's a a future part of this show still and you know he's a dark horse for the rumble honestly you know they they protected him in survivor series him and lashley got protected with the double elimination He's been squashing people on SmackDown for the most part in his open challenges. And then um, when they had went back to when Sammy won that um, SmackDown battle Royal for the number one contender, they did an angle where Drew wasn't going to be allowed in it or whatever. So they kind of protected him a little bit by, you know, bringing him out. Oh, eh," you know, you haven't built your way back up to this in reality type of thing. So. You know, give him a little underdog, give him a little shit to fucking kick, give him a little mad, which leads to fucking Madcap and, and, and Corbin in their side quests of being wonky. And I don't know, I kind of like Madcap. Corbin is kind of, I'm over, I was never into Corbin and Happy Corbin or Sad Corbin, Broke Corbin was kind of fun for a little while. Yeah. And then Happy Corbin, I guess, is better than like Constable or King Corbin was like, I'm the worst. I'm done with. I'm done with you. You're the worst Corbin. Yep. And like Lone Wolf Corbin is whatever, but you're going to push him, eh whatever. He's a mid-carder, but now he's a main eventer. No fucking way get out of here. And then the King is just like enough done, overdone with. And now kind of Happy Down Down on Your Luck Corbin was kind of kind of funny. It was it worked. It, yeah. the transition to Happy Corbin kind of works you know to an extent and i kind of like madcap he's wonky he's there's something there i think but yeah he should lose in three and a half minutes to go full circle (laughs) what do you think
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, i i think exactly three three minutes i don't think madcap's and and i think the corbin stuff of the sad happy is the way to kind of play him like no one's gonna take him seriously i feel like uh so you can have him be this kind of you know, utility player where they need him to help guys get over. And I think they're going to do the same with, you know, his, him with Madcap. So I don't know, let it, let the true win in three minutes. You could do something else with Madcap um, as, as a good utility player in the mid, you know, in the mid card to help put guys over.
0: When I gave you that over under three minutes for the match was over under three minutes for the bill too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think you, you made a good point about in,
1: um, and true, because this is the only real singles match on here, right? We and we have Edge, Edge, Miz, but like that's the like old timers, you yeah. know, Memorial old timer match they kind of throw on there every time. So like hey, two thousand seven, let's get it. Right, of- yeah, this is yeah, that's the Memorial two thousand six seven match, but this is the only other right, you know, no AJ Styles, you know, just loads of guys that are not on this on this card as of yet, right? Uh, and this is you know, kind of the only one of they're making a point of having this match on there. So yeah. I, I think that's kind of why, you know, Drew's going to go over quickly. It's just, you know, they, they still see stuff in him.
0: Yeah, there's and there and there is something there. Now, I don't know if it's like Roman at WrestleMania there, but it could. Right. It could be. Um, I just don't know if he, he'll get that hot again like he was at the Rumble 2020, which kind of would warrant a Roman match for the current state of Roman.
1: So. Right. Yep. I agree. But, but you could uh, still have him move up the card to be a not main oh, event, but other, you know, pretty high up in the card.
0: Oh, for sure. He could be a third match from the top kind of guy and fuck. Yep. And Walt, have you seen Walter? I don't know. Yeah, I know you're spotty with current stuff, but Drew Walter, fucking third from the top. Let's go. That's Right. Fantastic.
1: Yep. Yep. That'd be a good match.
0: Something like that, you know, whatever. Yep. Or even like, like a dark horse of like a Ricochet. Or a, let's elevate Ricochet in, you know, maybe Ricochet is that heel or whatever. You know, yep. elevate Whatever, something, something like that, you know. Use Drew's star power to put someone else over. Yep. But, um, agreed. You mentioned and make it a big match. Yeah, you mentioned Miz and Edge, right? Yep. On a, you know, out of ten, being the most excited, one being like, all right, I'm ending this podcast. Where are you for uh, Miz and Edge this time around? Uh,
1: I think they've done a decent job, like a five. I mean, I love Miz. I think the uh, wedding angle. Uh, on this week's Raw was great. Uh, I'd like okay. a show uh, on USA or whatever. Sorry if it's on USA. If I'm bad, oh, which Miz channel- and on which the Mrs. Yes. Yes, Miss and Mrs. On- exclusive. Tips. I was about to say, I, I only watch it on DVR, so I'm not good about what, what channel some of these things are on, but uh, I, I I think this is just a ultimate prick. Um, so I think there's some intrigue there. My problem with some of these matches with Edge is they're 45 minutes long and they're like way, t- they try to make it way too epic um so that would be my kind of hold back from the match let them have five ten minutes get some of the you know comedy stuff over get let ms be on top a little bit and then edge spear them and win and call it a day um i don't know what do you feel
0: now real quick with the ms show do you and the misses watch that show
1: uh sometimes it
0: used to be on after uh we would watch the show
1: called temptation island so it was after that so it was like a combo of temptation island and then Put on Miz miss and Misses for a little bit, and then uh, my wife usually goes to bed before me, so I'd watch the end of it.
0: How about you? I've I've seen it. I'm familiar with Marge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I just like the Miz. I just think he yeah. I like from the, whatever. I appreciate the Miz. I appreciate yeah. the Miz. I think he's definitely a top 50 WWE superstar of all time. If you lay everything out, he's Mr. Reliable. He's always there. He never misses anything. And, right. um, You know, he's, he's at voy- the end of the day, he's solid. Yeah, and he's willing to make an ass out of
1: himself, yeah. like, even this week, right, during the wedding the yeah. wedding ceremony, right? Like, he's willing to do that. Like, he doesn't think he's too big. I mean, he acts like he's too big for everything, but he, you know, also doesn't doesn't as far
0: as what he does in ring. You can use Miz up and down the card. He, right. He could be, he could be your open match guy. He could be your ICUS guy. He could be in the tag team for six months. He could be in the celebrity match. He could be right. – he's not a tip-top tier, you know, main eventer, but he could be that secondary title World champion, even if need be. You know, he's, yep. he can carry promos, you know, talking show promos. He's just the ultimate utility player. And uh, I'm actually, I appreciate you appreciating The Miz.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've definitely always been a fan of his.
0: You know, maybe not early on, right, when
1: he first came in, but kind of once he got to like Mania, was 27. Once he got to that, like, I've always been a love, you know, I never thought he should be a main inventor at that point, but just below that, yeah, I've always enjoyed him.
0: Yeah, I, I I like pretty much from Chick Magnet Miz on, really. You know what I mean? Just yeah. And delus- I mean Delusional frat boy kind of thing. Yeah,
1: right. And he's just got, I mean, the moment, you know, Awesome comes out, he just gets a reaction every time. And he's been in it, what, for 15 years? And he's still getting, you
0: 006, know. Yeah. yeah, like you said, this, this match mm-hmm. actually kind of came out of nowhere. If you think about it, you're like, oh, Edge is back. So, you know, what's Edge going to do? Miz has been miss has been gone for dancing with the stars like we didn't even think of him being of edge opponent so as soon as edge came out and he was just like yeah i'm here on raw you know i want to go for the world championship um i see this roster full of superstars that i want to pretty much being meta edge being like that i want to have these epic feuds with and so on and so forth and then you hear awesome I i was instantly like oh, wow, that's interesting, instead of being like, oh, that's terrible. I was like, oh, wow, that's actually interesting, and that makes a lot of sense. Here comes Miz. You're like, oh, wow, the last time we saw Miz was the day after SummerSlam where he turned on John Morrison, and unfortunately, Morrison's been canned since then, and yep. Miz, Miz has been on Dancing with the Stars the last four months. Oh, wow, Edge versus fucking Miz. That's kind of cool on paper, rolling back to 06, 07, like <laughs> – we did, and then they alluded to like, oh, when the Miz needed a helping hand, Edge was one of the guys that kicked him out of the locker room, and then Edge, and then he kind of earned Edge respect. They went over all this, and he earned, he ended up earning Edge's respect, and you know, Edge helped him kind of excel up the card behind the scenes, like kind of Edge does, and they kind of took a liking to each other a little bit, and that, but yep. since then, you know, back to kfabe. Miz you're a dickhead and I'm this legacy (laughs) I'm this legacy superstar and who the fuck are you to really interrupt me when I'm gonna put it out there who I'm gonna wrestle all year (laughs) type of thing and then (laughs) they've done a pretty fun job like I like how Edge back is like he's playing this is like old school wrestling tropes in a way he did it a lot with Orton and he kind of did it with Rollins too like for example with the Miz a trope oh Hell, yeah, your wife is over here playing woe is me so you can, you know, attack me. I'm not stupid type of thing. Yep. I like that they, they did that and then he called them oh. out on their bullshit and they ended up getting the upper hand on him anyways. So yep. each week Miz has gained the upper hand on edge until last night where you alluded to the red wedding. Yes. Not, not, not the red wedding, but the uh yes. the blackish red wedding with the brood. And uh, they brought Bischoff back and, you know, Bischoff with the history of being the ceremony of weddings or whatever with Chuck and yep. Billy. So it was, you know, A nice just, white suit. In his night, voice, nice white suit. Don't forget yep. to mention that. Nice white suit. Ms too, with the white suit. And, of course, <laughs> Miz in her white dress. So, they, you know, this whole feud is what I'm saying is this whole feud is kind of dug out of history. And then yep. for them to go back in history last night was kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, go back to they,
1: 1990. Yeah, 1999
0: put, right put a With nice bow yeah put a nice bow on this feud for now now tim do you see this this feud ending at this match or do you see some like walkie bullshit happening and they kind of lead to a beth and edge versus maurice and miz like kind of mixed match i i i've kind of shocked
1: uh beth hasn't shown up yet uh, but I, that's, that's kind of what I thought. That's where I kind of thought last I was going, right? I knew the wedding was happening. We're reviewing the vows. Like, all right, now it's going to be a mixed tag match. But uh, interesting, she hasn't shown up. I could foresee that at at, at Mania uh, being the you know tag match, right? The mixed tag match, because uh, you got good star power out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my thought. Would be she'd be coming back for that, you know, one big final Mania match for her oh. and Edge, maybe. Um, that's my thought.
0: You think Mania, huh? Hmm. See, I think that's not big enough for Edge at Mania. I think kind of what we said about Drew on the SmackDown side, Edge can okay. be a second or third singles men match from the top on Raw. You know, especially cashing in on last year's main eventing WrestleMania and yeah. coming off the which, you know, spoiler was my feud of the year for the WWE on our little project observer project we just finished last week which is coming out soon or whatever. So um, I think there's cachet in Edge. I don't know if my thing was, maybe they do this this uh, mixed tag match at Rumble. So okay. Edge doesn't have to be in the Rumble. 2020, he had the big return. And then 2021, he had the, the epic win, epic, right. epic to an extent. So he doesn't really, you know, Edge kind of books himself. And and I, I, I believe Edge books himself because you saw a lot of it in the... Rollins feud, which I went over last podcast with the Observer Awards. If you haven't listened to that, listen to that. Anyways, enough of my bullshit. But um, so to rewind, I think that, you know, Edge sees himself not doing much in the actual Royal Rumble. So okay. they have the, the kind of mixed match challenge t- tag, whatever you want to call it, match at the Rumble. And I think this whole feud came about because they didn't want to blow off Edge and Beth versus Becky and rawlins they kind of rewound miz and maurice who weren't really miz wasn't really doing anything because morrison unfortunately got canned again and that's kind of i think they so i think they booked backwards leading to here and i think that's just a two-month feud honestly okay okay yeah i i, I, I mean i think this match the the especially the
1: whatever called the mix match could be a big mania match like because they could use the star power
0: of right Miz on dancing could. stars. Right? No, they definitely could right. warrant it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think that. You're school, right. I, I,
1: yeah. Edge is a big. I mean, I, I was at Mania. Edge, for the main event, got a huge pop. Like, he's still so over. Um, even SummerSlam, big pop. Like, he's definitely still a big star. So you, you're kind of right. Maybe that match isn't high enough for him. Um, but
0: I can just uh, see. Well, real quick, who do you see Edge facing at Mana? Okay, I'm taking the Miz away from you. Who Who do you see?
1: Uh, I don't know. Well, maybe let's talk about the final four-way, because that might help us out, figure out that where, where Edge goes. Right. Yeah, that might All help right. you out. I want,
0: I want that answered by the end of this podcast. But All right. I All right. Re- regardless, I don't think that this, real quick, just to put a bow on the Miz match. Um, sure. You know, I don't think that it's going to be this epic fucking four, five-star match, but I think it's going to be solid, solid WWE entertainment, if you get what I'm saying. Yes. You know, he's kind of like three and a half cap. They, yeah three they, three at the minimum both are both are very easy able to do that you know very easily as you know the problem
1: i just don't want to it, a couple of these edge matches have been like tries to make these these long 30 40 minute matches and that not every pay-per-view warrants that right i think this is a hey let's get it done in 10 15 minutes and, and call it a day but they're they could easily pull a three and a half star
0: match without trying very hard yeah for sure but uh, I'm I'm, I'm like you said, I'm somewhat looking forward to it. And they've done a pretty decent job building up to it. And I don't think it's going to be over after this. So honestly, the Miz might win, which is kind of good for him in the long run.
1: Yep. I could see that. Cool. Especially like you mentioned, there's I feel like there's more to this.
0: All right. The last match, the second most anticipated match in my eyes would be Biggie Langston, the WWE championship <laughs> versus yep. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens and Bobby Lashley. Just to rewind a little bit, Tim, originally, back in before the Rumble, or excuse me, before Survivor Series, this was supposed to be Big E versus Seth. Kevin Owens kept hovering around and, you know, going back and forth in the contract negotiation. Before it was announced that he resigned, he was thrown into this match. So everyone, including myself, assumed like, oh, Kevin Owens is kind of the fall guy here. Yep. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. KO may or may not resign. Spoiler, he has. But, um, hmm, so they just threw KO in this match, and he could be done after this pay-per-view. And, um, wow, I wonder if the, that's the way to get the belt off Big E for a potential rumble to WrestleMania. And then, randomly, what, two, three weeks ago, they throw Lashley in this mix. And I'm like, what's going on here? Now that we got four parts of this match, I, I really don't know which way to go. Where do you see it going?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause like we've talked about some good storylines, right. Uh, on here, maybe Paul Heyman joins Lashley, Kevin Owens chains, uh, Paul yeah. Heyman Rollins could be out cause of COVID. Yep. Big e, Does he, you know, what goes on with him and the, the, uh, the new day, uh, like that's, we've talked for, you know, 40 minutes and we've come up with a bunch of different storylines. um, I, I, man, I I don't know. I, I I think they like Big E a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I think they've been disappointed a little bit, maybe in his title run, but I think they like like having him be champion for a while. I think they tried it right with Kofi. They tried to catch lightning in a bottle. It kind of fizzed out pretty quickly. Yeah, and they quickly got the belt off him. I think they're maybe more committed to Big E, right? Uh, I just that's the way it feels like that they're just more committed to him going for a while um i i wouldn't go to Ra- even let's say rollins was healthy i wouldn't go to rollins for for the belts um I, kevin and owens makes sense as a guy they're trying to elevate um but I, if, if, if for me and my prediction is biggie re- retains uh and probably sets up inverse you know owens for the next couple months and let lashley go somewhere else like you kind of mentioned maybe a feud with you know, i know he can't fight mvp but that might become the storyline what do you think
0: I don't know. This uh, you could definitely go down the road for a few different guys here. Obviously, right. in the long run, if we got, if they got the belt off Big E, and then maybe if he won the Rumble and chased again, that might do him a little better kind of let them all right we're established uh i get a little more depth to my character now i need to take yep. things more serious kind of like that kind of approach or maybe it like i get some like someone's there to kind of have my i don't want to say have my back but i get more i get new guidance kind of for for now type of thing like yep. like jose Lothario for Shawn michaels <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> well that kind of idea is what the I'm idea
1: thinking. but someone way more charismatic <laughs>
0: John Michael's so charismatic. He doesn't need a, he could have a charismatic <laughs> kind of guy. That's the kind of, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree.
0: So say that they get, go off of biggie. You think Kevin Owens is the best option? I don't know if the best option, I think we kind of mentioned a guy they
1: clearly see as, you know, resigning a guy. They clearly want to elevate the guy. They've tried a couple times to start going. And maybe this is for a, a short term, right? Um, you know, a way to get him about because has he been champion? That I don't think so, right?
0: Yeah. Well, in 2016, when he uh, he was like the second universal champion, when Finn had to a- relinquish the belt. Oh, right, that's play. right. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. He was. Yeah. Not, yeah. I was like, I think he might have been champion, but it's yeah. been so long, right? But just to give him a you know a title win, give him some more credibility and and help move him up the card. That that's just my thought on on him, especially with the re signing as you kind of mentioned, like. Yes. This this is a guy they clearly want to build build around for, you know, the next five, ten years. He's been the utility guy to date, but feels like okay, maybe setting signing him and putting him in this match is, is a way to elevate him and be, you know, a future, you know, champion multi times.
0: Yeah, um I definitely think that he should see the title in this new contract. I'm not sure when, yeah. but I definitely think he should should see it. Um It's tough because, like you said, they've given him chances, but they've never fully committed with him. You know, in 16, he was, yeah, he got the push, but it was alongside Jericho. And then even up to the Cena, like, yeah, Cena established him, but they didn't fully go with him when they brought him up right away. He was just established. So they always seem like they're establishing him when they push him or trying to establish when they push him. And the best way to establish him is to fucking go with him. You know what I mean? Like he's like at his point in his career, he seems like the perfect time to like head a stable like with who? I don't I don't know. But it seems like he could use it to kind of push him up to the next level. And, you know, how big that stable is or what kind of stable or, or whatever. I don't know what that is. I'm just saying like that they could use that as an engine to elevate him up. And, and not- I feel like give him something more
1: than just kind of, he's kind of always been that middling mid card guy, right? Yeah. So, and after a while, it just like gets the, you know, stink of that. Like they have this title, which again, I think they can move off Big E. I, I don't think they want to, but it's not like he's this great champion where I'd say Roman, right? I would not move off Roman, right? They have clearly built a great character around Roman's title. Big E has been like, okay. So I think it's not detrimental to, Throwing on Kevin Owens and help him be okay. This is a main eventer type guy, a champion.
0: Yeah, with with big with Roman, it's like all right. Roman makes the title, right? Right. Yeah. That universal title was garbage with the Fiend and Braun for and Goldberg (laughs) for six months, and that was just like 2010 World Heavyweight Championship material, like garbage. With but with Big E, it's like all right. The titles making big E the historical w w e championship yep. let's put it on Big E to elevate him up to the card it's It seems like it's it's a vehicle to get him up the card, but it doesn't seem like a vehicle to kind of go with him yet. It's just like an elevate all right let's bring him up to like a b plus a minus status. Yep. He needs that before he needs to have that level before he can jump to up to an a a plus but he to get to that b plus level he needs a title run, which was money in the bank and then the quick hot shot title. At the God, at the garden at the Boston garden. (laughs) it came out, there it was, (laughs) but, um, so that's kind of how the belts kind of feel right now, like, yep, Roman's making that title, the title's kind of making Big E right now, does he need to lose it to kind of rise up, or does a title, a long title run Rise him up because that's what like I'm, how I'm thinking with Adam Page and AEW just real quick to go off like I'm like oh if MJF beat him for the belt in MJF's first fucking thing that would make both of them really yeah yeah you know not to go on a side quest or whatever but um well here's the thing Rollins is taking a COVID test Friday so they say or whatever that's when they're gonna decide if a he pass oh no harm no foul no news he's good let's go if he fails is this a triple threat or is this a fatal four way. Slomka, if you had a magic eight ball, crystal ball, whatever, and Seth Rollins cannot compete in this match, and then they have to replace, you know, it's a fatal four-way. We signed a fatal four-way contract. It's a fatal four-way. Who are they inserting into this match to make this a fatal four-way? Rollins is out. Who you got? I'd go my my boy Finn Baylor. That's who I'd go with. That would make logical sense. He was in the mix with these guys before he kind of was relegated as a mid-carder right now. Yeah. Um. He would definitely warrant it. It wouldn't really skip a beat at all. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, I don't think at all.
1: Similar. Similar to Seth,
0: right? Similar. I mean... sl- similar to Seth. Maybe not as big as star power, but potential for right. sure. Potential for sure. Work rate wise, absolutely. And the yep. match, when the match wouldn't skip a beat and it would tell plenty of stories, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Like, was it Lashley out? Yeah. I wouldn't replace Finn Balor with Lashley or, you know, that, that, that way. But I think just given kind of Rollins and Finn have a similar kind of move side and, yep, and you perfect. Know, they, they don't they have to rework the match too much with like, Oh man, we got to start from scratch. So I think that would be an easy switch. What about from you?
0: For me? All right. I'm, I'm shaking this eight ball real quick. All right. I'm shaking this right. eight ball and it comes and it stops and it reads Austin theory. Homeboy wants to impress Vince McMahon. He's been looking to impress Vince McMahon for the last six weeks, and the best way to impress Mr. McMahon is to get in this title match and win it. Is he gonna win it? I, 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 I now that's a fucking yeah. rocket. That's a rocket. But yep. it'd be a hell of a way to establish him as a name. It would be a hell of a way to kind of pay off that or progress that storyline. Let's say with Mr. McMahon, he doesn't get pinned. He, he, does, he has a bunch of near falls he's not in the match but he's very impressive to kind of yes. coincide with that mcmahon storyline and uh that's something definitely something that i would consider and i think it would be warranted and i think it would be cool history wise to look back in a few years to kind of see where Theory's at because you know he could have that cena mold he looks like cena he moves yep. like, he moves like a young randy orton in the ring if you ever watch a young randy orton but he he, yep. he looks like cena acts like Cena in a way he has Cena's mannerisms yeah theory uh theory is like a mishmash yep. of orton cena and kind of like current angle in a way how he's so versatile character wise that's kind of been my mesh and mold of austin theory and i totally just overblown his stock
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh he's a guy i'm pretty high on if if seth doesn't make it that's a guy i would uh, keep an eye out for for sure yep I agree.
1: They've definitely been pushing him a lot from yeah, what, what now, I let's watch. Talk so he's Lashley.
0: Let's talk Lashley real quick, just to kind okay. of put the bow on this. Does Lashley have a 25% chance of winning this or Scott Steiner math? He has like a <laughs> 10, 10 or 5% chance and that 15% chance goes to Big E or someone else. What do you think?
1: I, I, I'd say very limited, especially if you said to start, I would have said 25% chance. But I like your talk of him breaking up with the MVP. Right. And, and it, so, I, so what I'm
0: getting that, to, is this a vehicle to get to that?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I Maybe we've said that before, but you talking through it, talking through Heyman, I think there's some some ways to use Lashley, you know, differently for the next couple of months. So I would get him out of this this title picture. Don't don't give him the win here. So, I don't know, Scott Sider match, you know, nine point eight percent, maybe
0: nine point eight percent. All right. So who is going to get that 16.2 percent? Wow. I just did that math <laughs> off the top of my head. Impressive. Right, I'm going I'm gonna-
1: to count. Accountant, I can't even do that, so I don't even know. But I would, I would give all that to Big E. To me, to me, Big E's walking out of here. Um, I'd say 50% chance Big E's right, walking so, out.
0: So, we're, we we both use fractions in daily <laughs> life every day, and me as a pipe fitter plumber use fractions quicker than an accountant. You mean to tell me? Yes. My, my blue collar ass just went <laughs> out of here. Forget I got it. a,
1: ca- I got Excel. I got Excel and a calculator
0: to do. You don't all need Excel accounts. and a calculator when you have Adderall on the brain with. It. <laughs> but uh yeah i think this is a vehicle for mvp (laughs) jesus christ we just went on did it but um (laughs) this is a vehicle for mvp with um lashley now it could just be like a bump in a row like they reintroduced shelton and ben shelton and cedric again last night so it's just like jesus christ they keep herky jerky with the hurt business now is that because of COVID and they were so short staffed. I don't know. Probably. And is it nothing? Probably, yeah. probably which is sad because I like them too. But um, I don't know. I think that if, if like, if we had a bet, I think that this is like the hardest one to kind of bet on because of uh, the possibilities with Big E or whatnot. But if I had a bet, I'd probably put my money on Big E, but I can definitely see a, a window for, for Seth Rollins, if healthy, hopefully, and then lesser, but similar to Seth with Kevin, and then Lashley being a distant fourth. If Lashley were to win this belt back, it kind of would diminish that Big E run since, you know, right. just because, you know, you, you see Big E went, taking the belt off Lashley, and then it's just like, oh my God, we just put it back on Lashley four months later. In a, four, in a random four-way. In a random right. four-way where he was the last one inserted, like this, right. Big, e, Big E's a failure, not the, instead of pulling it off biggie and having it go to seth and you know they rework Big biggie it, it would just send the wrong message to me so i'm yeah. gonna go biggie seth ko and then distance fourth lashley
1: yeah I, I the only two i would switch is seth and uh kevin owens i think kevin owens just a little bit more of a chance of of than seth yeah. but don't don't I could also see Seth winning as well, but I, th- now, I, th- I think I think the way to do it is Big E. Just keep his run going, yeah. keep him chugging along. I, I I do like your point of like letting him win the Rumble maybe, or you know, let him be the chase. But I, I think for some for keeping the the belt strong on him and making him look like a credible champion, I
0: think longer is better. Hey, if KO wins, I'm fucking uh, a pig in shit. You know what I mean? Like fanboying me, he's like my dude. So. He's a guy. He's just a genuinely nice guy. I'd be super happy for him. It's I'm definitely looking forward to this probably match second on the card behind the universal title.
1: Yep. Same. And I don't think this is not one of those easy ones where it's like, oh, it seems pretty obvious. Like, I think there's yeah. definitely some intrigue here, even though we're kind of giving high percentages to Biggie and very little to Lashley. Like, it also wouldn't shock me if Lashley wins somehow.
0: Yeah, Somehow. maybe. Yeah, maybe. But uh, I'm just afraid that MVP is going to wind up with almost and we're going to have like this almost Lashley feud where it's just going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to be pulling out what a little hair I have and be like, I can't be wasted three, three people in this fucking feud that's forced. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm concerned that's about. That's your fear. That's my fear, buddy. So, Tim. We are about an hour and 15 in. Have you, you know, knocked off the rust of this podcast? Do you, you feel like you're ready to kind of podcast soon again? Yeah, I, th- I think this is
1: great. Uh, talking new wrestling, which I don't always do. But, you know, I, I was at SummerSlam. I was at Mania. so um, It was know, it, buddy. Yeah, it, it was good. It was good to kind of catch up and watch some Raws and some SmackDown. So it, it, was, it was good to do. But I'm also interested in my you know 1993 yeah. wrestling so uh you kind of mentioned it before but uh justin and i hopefully will be back in january with the new gen of mission and king of the ring um, king of the ring baby king of the ring, 93 yeah 93 so we're, we're ready to go uh just some scheduling conflicts and some you know personal things get in the way but hopefully soon enough we'll be we are back on the ground running uh, talking you know Damien Demento again, so can't wait,
0: so is so we're breaking news, New newjanitor mission is back towards what yes. January you said the end
1: of January we're hopefully recording third or fourth week in January, and then try to get it out right away and then get back on on the on the weekly other uh, every other week schedule,
0: so Good, so that gives you plenty so. of time to download the old episodes and catch up, right?
1: yes, of course, of uh-huh. course no I'm, I'm already i'm I'm already uh. I'm uh I'm, I'm all caught up and I li- listened to a couple uh of old episodes just kind of get back to okay we're, we're, what I'm we're saying. watching we're, yeah what we're watching like what we're grading making sure we kind of remember what we were talking about so kind of that's excited what I'm about saying that.
0: the, the North South Connection audience need, uh, need to go back and listen to the, uh, at least yeah. the last few new gens to get caught up for the Definitely. anticipation of late January of return excellent excellent yes. All right, it's, yes so it's one of my favorite podcasts on the network even before I started jumping appreciate on. it. Yeah, I remember messaging J- JP and being like – I mess- the first thing I ever messaged him was a, a superstar's flag, a five-foot-by-three-foot by- <laughs> five flag. And I said, if you don't buy this and hang this in your podcasting room, I'm not listening to your podcast. <laughs> because Because the gist of it, it, your podcast is recapping Raw and Superstars. Who re- recaps Superstars? It's fucking awesome. It's a super fun 90-minute listen, and you guys kill it. I'm glad it's coming back.
1: Appreciate it. Appreciate. It. Yeah, it's it's fun to do. So, and as much as I, you know, like wrestling nowadays, like the old stuff, to kind of relive childhood memories is fun as well.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what we do on this network now. Yes. Now I do. Before you guys come back, I do want picture of proof that JP purchased that Superstars flag and it's hanging in okay. his broadcasting office. Or, you know, we're all going to go on strike.
1: Uh, I will. I will make him do it, or I'll buy it from a Christmas present if he
0: <laughs> hasn't done it yet. All right. Good looks. Good looks. All right. Hey, we always have a game here at the end or a game or gimmick, whatever you want to call it. Now, Tim, if you're not podcasting, I know you're watching your Chicago Bears, right?
1: Sadly, sadly. Yes.
0: But, you know, luckily for you and luckily for the audience, we don't have to talk about the Chicago Bears because we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs.
1: (laughs) They're in a winning streak right now. Come on. One in a row.
0: Hey, 25 24 over <laughs> over those Seahawks. That was impressive. Oh, so are you trying to say? Have you caught Nick Foles fever? I,
1: I have, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to go this Sunday for the epic battle between him and uh, Mike Lennon, or the return of uh, oh, from. i mean, the Giants. The Giants, yeah. What a what a what a game! And like it's supposed to be twenty degrees outside, so that's my my wife and I's date night. So what a what a husband I am. Now so. you
0: you have season tickets, correct? Yeah,
1: I, I have bear season tickets, so
0: very cool. Uh, very cool.
1: It's yeah, it is a, a nice thing, and and we got nice seats that uh, you're able to go inside during the game. Um, oh, like... oh, so you
0: let's say, say you're 20 <laughs> degrees, you're gonna be watching in a in a nice heated area. You know? Yeah, a
1: comfy it, chair, chair, you know. You'll be so, dipping
0: your dipping your toes a little bit in the cold and be like, oh, I'm out, honey, I'll, I, I'll be right back. I Gotta go.
1: That yeah, uh, yeah, I will not be making many appearances in the actual seats I purchased, but.
0: Oh, uh, I love. <laughs> Uh, back to the white-collar in you. White-blue-collar yes. ass would be standing out there with pride.
1: Yes. Um, we'll go out there. There's definitely, <laughs> there'll definitely be the, short, the shirtless guy in our section that will be there without a shirt. <laughs> so I'm excited about seeing him.
0: All right. Well, if the Bears make the playoffs in 2029, will you join him?
1: Uh, maybe.
0: Uh, you know, depends that. how many, depends you how many know beers I've had. I have
1: w- had. I went for the uh, the Eagles-Bears playoff game, the double-doink game. and uh,
0: <laughs> He has
1: shirt off. He's trying to get people around us, but none of us uh, – Tuck, and I was plenty beers deep to make that decision. And just decided still not to. So,
0: uh, that was that. I was rooting for the Bears that night. That's sad. It was, it was a sad day. But, but, uh, all right, let's get back to real playoff teams. <laughs> real playoff teams. I gave you the task of tackling the AFC because I did not want to be a homer with the Patriots, especially coming off a two-game losing streak. So, Tim, walk me through the playoffs. We're going to go in a tier, being Home run, Super Bowl contenders, B tier, you know, I can see a scenario where these this team winds up in the AFC championship game. And once you're in the AFC championship game, you're one game away from being in the Super Bowl. So potential Super Bowl contenders are B. And then the C tier is kind of, you know, these these teams are going to make the playoffs. And congratulations, you made the playoffs. You're one or maybe two and done. Yeah. So
1: so I got, I got my elites and I'm, I'm going to put there's only two I have. It's okay. the repeat of last year's uh, AFC Championship, and I got the Chiefs and the Bills. Okay. Um, I know that probably breaks your hearts as no, a Pats I, fan, but the Bills are my second team. So I, you know, got got my Jim Kelly jersey last year. Got all pumped for it, even though the Bills <laughs> took like a ten 0 lead to start the game. I I knew they never had a chance, and sure enough, half hour later, Mahomes just whopped, you know sweeping the floor with the Bills. I, I foresee a similar thing. The Chiefs are just starting to click now. Um, she and this, clicking. they're, they're clicking right now. The offense started going, their defense doesn't look as bad as last year. So I, I, I can of have both the teams as elites. I think, you know, there's always that chance of Buffalo sneaking in, getting a home playoff game somehow, winning in a snow game and ending up, you know, with the chiefs and, um, Josh Allen is so streaky, but he can be great. Right. So, um, I kind of, like I, I, those are my two elite teams.
0: Yeah, um, and I would warrant that, you know, coming off the Patriots win, one team tier, unquestionably being the Chiefs. And you know, how do you beat the Chiefs? You 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 create pressure and pass rush and chaos for Mahomes, and then you kind of just you can get if you can do that, you can get away with man coverage, get to them really, and then you get to just take your licks with either Kelsey or Hill, and, and you can play the scenario down a distance. You cover fucking Kelsey twice, whatever. You cover Hill twice, right? So right. That's the recipe to beat him. Get after Mahomes. Get his eyes off downfield. And then, you know, take away one of those two monster weapons right away. And then you're in good luck throwing a one-on-one coverage, hopefully. Tampa Bay did a great job of doing that. Texans and the Bills in the past had okay quarters doing doing that. Yeah,
1: right, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing is, like, the Chiefs have that, like, clicking. Like, who did, who did they play this week? Or they were just, like, was it Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, was Pittsburgh. That? And it was, yeah, like—, it was like Oh, so it's like twenty-three nothing out of nowhere, and like I had Mahomes and Hill and fantasy—they had like zero points. I'm like, they just scored twenty-three points, like it was nothing on a yeah. pretty decent Pittsburgh team. Pittsburgh, you know, like, still play defense and they can scheme, right? Defense. Yeah, and it's like it was just nothing. It's just like they—they they, like their big stars, and Kelsey was out. Like it's like this team is just. Elites, leads, right? The, I mean, they just come out of nowhere and you joke about the Texans, but it was like that game, like 28, nothing. And all of a sudden the Chiefs won by like 30. It was <laughs> st- stupid. The same, it's the same that happened to the Bills last year. It's 10, nothing. And, you know, I think to start the second quarter and it was like, the Bills have not, no chance. Like they don't have a big
0: enough lead. And sure enough, they didn't. Now back to Buffalo, they have a 99.9% chance of making the playoffs. I got the percentage yes. in front of me. So th- let's just call them in. Yeah, they're in. But I don't know if they're – if the Chiefs are an A-tier, can can I give the Bills like an A-minus? Have you seen enough from them? Are they like – they lost to the Jaguars this year. I Granted, it was two months ago, but they've had letdown after kind of letdown, and I don't know if they're there yet. But then again – it could be one of those years where they start peaking now, and we don't know. Yeah, what can see I, I mean,
1: they are also, you know, the, the the AFC team, the second team last year, right into the into the conference championships. I think I would feel differently if they didn't beat the Pats, but they they walled they, the Patriots, right? It was yeah, a one they,
0: or a two score game, but it was really a three or four score, was, right? You know, what I mean? and, and,
1: you, and you could just see the defeated. You know, they joked on. Uh, football last night Chris Berman showing a highlight of Pats fans leaving early but it was it was that type of beatdown, right yeah uh, so, yeah right so I think if we did this you know podcast two weeks ago all right I wouldn't have the bills up there but I think that should right again we're, we're hypothetically but that should propel them to okay we are an elite type team we have passed the pats we are now the division you know the winners of the east we own this division now we're gonna take this to the next step but I don't think they have enough to beat the chiefs a minus is definitely my. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that.
0: All right, finish yours. I'll get to the Patriots later. I didn't want to get down the Patriots road. Continue. What's your B tier in order?
1: B tier, B tier. Oh, in order. I didn't put them in order. Or in order, all right. whatever. Okay, all right. I, I'll switch them up. Uh, Colts. Yep. I would have as contenders. Then I would have the Bengals, and I would have the Pats in this group. No Titans. Pan- I mean, I think. I know Titans aren't going to listen to this, but the Titans, you just look at their team, it's like, no way they could be good, right? They lost Henry, they lost, <laughs> T- Tano's not great. Yet, I look at their record, and they have like, the second-best record. Yeah,
0: they uh, got but, sneak, sneaky good defense. Rable's a great coach.
1: coach, yep. It's just, like, you look at them, like, they can't be good.
0: And yet, they, they every, just lead on teams, and they will run the ball regardless, even right. though they don't have fucking Henry, yeah, you know? It, it's,
1: it, yeah, it's just, like, one of those things where you can't take them seriously, and then... They'll probably end up in the champion, you know, in the I conference the,
0: championship. I think they're the dark horse. I, I like them better than the Patriots in the AFC. You know, if, if I were to bet on it, well, I probably am, but whatever. But, like, <laughs> like they have the recipe. They have the coach. And right. they, have, they have two years of history of winning playoff games, too. So it's not like they're some I know. Young team. They're just under the radar. Like, Tannehill, like, he doesn't – he's not sexy, but he's also not bad. He, he He's won a shitload yeah. of playoff games. Oh,
1: well, I know. It's um, it's, it's, cr- it's just, like, it's hard to – Pick them. It's like they just don't feel like that team, right? Because they just don't have much. And they started going down that stretch. And then you know, like, okay, are they going to blow this division lead, right? And I think some of that's the Colts are looking so good right now, right? The Colts, yeah, in my eyes, are just looking like the team. And and what you mentioned, they have the running back, right? Taylor. They got the line. They got the line, and Taylor is just a who they play. Was it the Pats? Yeah, two weeks ago, where it's like, oh, the Pats held Taylor all game. Then it's just they're trying to run up the clock, little little up the middle, you know, run, and he busts out for 65 yards and just destroys, you know, the Pats' hopes. Like and they didn't cover the T's, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just, uh, th- that's right. I see the Colts more of that tight end's mold. Um, but
0: I, I don't know, are pick. they peaking too early? Like, in at the end of the line, can you put all your chips down on Carson Wentz? Because they're going to be well, able to like, take away the run. These teams are, like, the Chiefs are going to, like, clog the lanes. And then are you going right. to trust Wentz? To fucking make the right decisions when they start playing RPO games. Yeah, but he,
1: like he. I mean, he's looked terrible at times. But he only has like three interceptions. Like his interceptions are, of course, like comically bad. Right when he threw like yeah. from his own end zone into a fat man's gut. Like he has like three or four of the worst interceptions, uh, even versus the Pats. Like he threw one where it was like, who are you throwing to? Like you literally threw to the Pats. Like he has some of the worst interceptions. But he doesn't have that many.
0: Somehow, it's just it's just interesting talking about it two weeks out because we have two games. Yeah. We don't know the seeding. We don't know their path. Right. So I thought it would be. That's why I thought it would be interesting to, you know, kind of jump into it now for yeah. a little while.
1: So the other team I don't have. So, the, so my contenders, right? I have Colts, Bengals, Pats, right? It's contenders. I think you got to get Pats just because of Belichick. I don't think
0: they can run to the Super Bowl. Um, I'd be shocked, but they got a top five defense and they yeah. have Belichick. And then got they got Belichick. Mac, yeah. Right. How, like how good is Mac? Like how? Well, first of all, how much? In a playoff, how much are they protecting Mac and how much are they, like, saving Mac for a playoff spot? Like, I can get totally right. conspiracy theorist on you and be like, oh, we lost to the Bills, but we weren't doing anything because we we already beat them once and we didn't want to show them anything because we want to be yeah. the first time. I could totally put my conspiracy hat on that and then just try to beat them ABC, Vanilla, in I don't know, man. like. It, but it's hard to make that argument. It's hard to see it coming off because if they were really, like, a, an elite team, they would have won one of the last two games against the Bills. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, that's a little concerning, right? And Mac hasn't looked uh, as good, right? Uh, in those two games. But does uh, he
0: have to take a step back to take two forward in the playoffs? is kind of. What maybe I was it's just
1: not many rookies, right? Have that type of magic. I mean, and if there's a coach to do well, it, right? it's you know, Belichick.
0: Yeah, but look at, but look what they got him. Like he was the fifth rookie taken out of the five, and he he's not the most talented, but he's had the best season to hand down. So. Well, he,
1: he's he, with the best team by far.
0: But, but sure, but.
1: You know, <laughs> and coach, I mean, that's, you
0: that's know, the bears. That's the bears in you coming out right
1: now, coming out. Right well, I, I mean, Jacksonville's a disaster. And, a disaster. and the Jets is a disaster. You know, I mean, there, there's a little bit. I think I don't. Not saying he's a bad pick, and I don't think it's, it's a good choice for the Patriots. But
0: oh, there was no risk in that pick. They, right. He fell yeah. to us. We didn't train any future picks. If he yeah. stinks, we can move on. But he doesn't yeah. stink. You know? Yeah, it was a
1: great pick. Yeah, it was a great, great pick.
0: pick. Yeah. I'm interested. I but you know mm-hmm. another team in this tier that you haven't mentioned is Cincinnati. They are sneaky, dangerous, if their defense right. can hold up, and who knows how good the coach is. But offensively, that dude's clicking. T Higgins and Chase on the outside, with Burrow throwing, the, throwing and reading the defense like that, like like the line's a little suspect. But if you can get behind Mixon, you got to take guys out of the box to respect that pass. They can lean on guys, and Mixon can get downhill. Like, that's like a sneaky, dark horse team. Am I wrong?
1: No, I, I, I mean, that offense is... I mean, they just, wow. Now, um, the Ravens were pretty de- depleted, but they just destroyed them, right? Oh. And, I mean, Burrow is that type of player, like, you talk about guys, you know, coming into their own, fresh off an ACL, like, he, it's crazy how good he's playing. Um, you know, you just don't see that, right, on, on injuries, guys coming back that quickly and that good, right? Um, so, they definitely have the offense. Their defense, uh, it's it's decent, right? It's not it's the top tier. I it, it's one of those things where it's the Bengals, right is this ever gonna happen right they have like that one too. playoff they have like one playoff win you know since 1990 like is do you put a lot of faith in that is something gonna happen again that's just fluky that always happens um i don't I'm know saying
0: that, offensively their achilles heels is the line but with those two guys on the outside and burrow and the way burrow's chucking it you have to take guys out of the box to double team, especially Chase. So you got guys out of the box that helps the O line, and then Mixon's like a beast. And if he's healthy, I don't know, man. Like offensively, that it just makes sense. But defensively, and then like, see, the coach is kind of suspect. Yeah, is, it could be they're interesting, but then again, we're two weeks. Out. I mean, yeah, and they're they're a team that looks like they're built for you
1: know five ten years, right? Yeah. So they're, I mean, you it kind of happened with the Bills last year where it's like ah, this team's on the verge, right? with when once um allen started cooking right like burrow and you got um uh chase is a rookie as well and Mixon looks great like you have a good cast around him that's young but this team could be you know the donors of that division for a while
0: for sure very cool all right so we've talked about six playoff six afc playoffs team who's getting this final spot i'm gonna throw some teams at you um chargers 31 uh, percent okay 28 percent vegas 25 percent mm-hmm. pittsburgh 18 and then i have miami 14 percent before they won last night so the miami might be higher i got old numbers here buddy
1: okay so, i i, I was going with dolphins they're on some magical run ooh, uh magic and,
0: man.
1: <laughs> they're just on some magical run They started start one in seven to start the year yeah. and they
0: lost seven in a row they beat the patriots <laughs> and then lost seven in a row I mean
1: it, it just something about it. Just like and I know they beat like a terrible a uh, p- performance by a Saints team that had nobody um last night in like kind of non-convincing way, right? What they won like twenty-four to three or something, you know, like that should have been a fifty spot, right? Like the team mm-hmm. the Saints were so unprepared, but there's just something they got clicking. Two is playing just good enough, right, to to yeah, win but games. He always
0: has that suspect interception yeah you know, it's just like right, oh yeah. God, that was such a bad throw and no I, he's like just good enough to win right it's like yeah. he's like not good but just barely good enough and, and then he has a head scratching play but i don't know it's just he just seems so small a yeah
1: oh definitely yeah i mean he's not i don't think he's gonna be a great NFL player but he's definitely just for some reason he's, you gotta give him credit he's clicking
0: yeah you know, they're clicking him. right now
1: yep but who do they have left don't they have two hard games they got back-to-back yeah titans and, and patriots titans and patriots that's quite yeah i mean. Part of the problem also is all these other teams, right? The Chargers, like, oh, yep, they they should take care of business. They got the Texans, should be an easy path. You're They'll like, Lay it. an egg, right? So, and like, who would who would have thought at the beginning of the year the Raiders would be talking about as a possible team, especially so, at Gruden nonsense the last, like right, Gruden nonsense. The I, I'm not even gonna remember the guy's name. They got you know the, all the issues yeah. uh, with him. Like their coach, there seems like they lost some bad games. They look terrible, and now they're eight and seven. Like. Like yeah, who was, would have thought that, right? So it's just the 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 middle the middle pack here, especially in the AFC and even the NFC, right? Like you know, you talk about the Washington Redskins, Saints, Falcons. Like that middle pack has just been so hard to predict this year. Yeah, it's 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 good parody. It's kind of right. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, definitely ideal NFL how they like it. Really, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, they love this. They love this that there's seven teams fighting for one spot. Like it, you know. And I think it is good. You know, as much as we kind of the Bears got mocked last year for sneaking to the playoffs as a seventh seed, it does add (laughs) intrigue. That we're two weeks out and we just have no idea. Some years it's like there's only you know it's just home field that we're deciding or the bye we're deciding. But here we're you know there's a lot of teams in the hunt, so I think that adds some intrigue. Like. If I'm looking at this right, it looks like the AFC only the Chiefs are the only team to clinch a playoff spot right now. Yeah, like, and that's Buffalo's
0: pretty crazy. Not 9.9% chance
1: in. Yeah, pretty yeah, pretty crazy that that's that's it. And the you know AFC's not. There's a couple more teams, but there's still two you know two things open in a, all the divisions pretty much except for the North. You know, figure out.
0: And to think, but you know, with Baltimore and their dumb well, I don't want to say dumb analytics because some of it is warranted. But you need to go. I think personally, it's feel. And, you know, you know your team best. You can't rely on numbers the whole time. But, um, to, you know, analytic-wise, you say, they say if you go for two, it's over 50%. So they go for two to win the game twice, and they lose them both. So if they even win one of them, they're probably right. in this spot. And then the poor Browns, just misery. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you imagine if they pay Baker? Ugh. Oh, please don't. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, I don't care because I'm not a Browns
0: fan, but yeah. Just, uh, yeah. I don't know. So I big. kind of... This team just keeps staring at me, and it's the Raiders. Like there is, yeah. I don't know why they keep staring at me. It's just like I don't like they're 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 always around. They're plucky, you know. And but they got two tough games in the Colts and the Charges. And the Colts need to. Well, the Colts don't need to win to get in, but the Colts are going to want to win to win that division to get a home fit playoff game.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly.
0: So I don't know. I would say I don't. That's a tough one. Maybe Charges. I don't know. It should be good. Yeah, I would have
1: said – I mean, I would have said Chargers for sure, and then, like, the Texans gives you no <laughs> – the Texans loss gives you no no credibility and no, like, confidence in them.
0: Yeah, I'll just – honestly, the only team I don't want is Baltimore. I'll get pissed if Baltimore gets in. Yeah. Just because, you know, with the whole two-point conversion twice, and then Harbaugh thinking he's smarter than he is and whatever.
1: Yeah, the thing was – I mean, especially the first one, they had the right play. The guy just – you know, bad throw. Like it was wide open. So, I yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it was Lamar Andrews.
0: to, to Andrew. Andrews.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was wide open. I mean, it was a walk in two point conversion and just, just Lamar overthrew it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I think underthrew it, actually. But yeah. He
0: got happy. No, he. I remember it. He got happy feet and overthrew it. But eh, yeah, whatever. All right. So the NFC is a little more, you know, predictable, maybe. Um, top heavy, definitely. Top heavy. And there's not many teams left in the mix, and if they are, they're not that intriguing. So <laughs> so far, we got five teams that have secured playoff bids: um, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, the Rams, Dallas, and Arizona. And then after that, you have San Francisco at 82%, and then you have um, and then you have Philly hovering around 65%, kind of in the driver's seat to get that last playoff crazy mid, which is crazy which is insane like i don't know man they've been running the ball even without fucking hurts running crazy i don't know there's kind of like they're they, they got it clicking but they're not good enough to keep it clicking if you kind of get what i'm saying and, yep. and, and to think two teams coming out of the afc least that's crazy
1: yeah i mean they've they've definitely i mean they're also a team who do they lose to i mean i should yeah, this better of who they lost to a couple weeks ago but
0: oh, terrible loss probably yeah
1: let me see oh the giants they lost yeah. the giants oh. yeah yeah uh-huh. right i was like i thought it was the giants i'm like there's no way they lost this the Giants. this guy
0: going for touchdowns all the time instead of taking <laughs> the extra points just driving you insane yeah
1: 13 13 7 loss like that's a bad loss but yeah i mean they're they're a team that um that runs it really well defense okay um it hurts plays good and bad right like I, he's probably not the guy they want to build around, but they could sneak into the playoffs here. I mean, of if, if all the other teams, right? Who, who else would you choose over them?
0: Uh, I don't To get in. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, I kind of think they're in the driver's seat. Like Minnesota right. is so wishy-washy. They got a big game against Green Bay this weekend, right? So yes, they win that. That's going to propel them. Green Bay suspect. We'll get to that in a little bit, but I don't know. I just don't, I think they've had too many close losses to count on. And I, and clearly Arizona, I mean, clearly Philly is in the driver's seat. So argh, I don't know, man. Um, I think it's just going to be Philly. I don't think Atlanta doesn't have enough. And then I don't think Vikings have enough to make it in there. But um, this next team saying, you know, Philly's seven, I personally think that the Niners are in a great spot. Yeah. They lost to the Titans, but the Titans are good. But yep. the, the Niners just—they're—they—they fu- they started off slow, and they stayed slow. They had like a quarterback controversy, but Jimmy G. Say what you want about him, but he's been consistent minus a few inter- weird interceptions. He's been consistent as a game manager, and Shanahan can really do what he wants to do. They got Debo and Iuke out there running around, especially Debo. Debo is a legit weapon, and you got Kittle back at full strength. And when Kittle's at full strength, blocking and pass catching and play action, they're as tough as anyone like physically they can get downhill they can pound you and Kittle can just literally have defenders bounce mm-hmm. off him as he runs seam routes all fucking game. I don't know. Yep. They fire, and, they, and they got the killer defense. They got Bosa and then but the the, the secondary is suspect. I don't know. I think they're a dark horse. Uh in a few of the chats have been talking them up like crazy. But um I don't know. Like the, a little like I put a you got on your heels a little bit with a t- uh, Tennessee loss, but it's all right to take a step back to take two forward. Maybe I don't know. Like, yeah.
1: And they got the Titans this weekend or te- sorry, Texans this weekend. So that should be hopefully a get right game,
0: get them. right game. And you know, they win that then they're in, they're not, they're going to be they're a three home off complete three way away games, but they can make it work.
1: I mean, their coach is good up to a certain point.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's game management. I don't know, like yeah, right. right. Yeah. I think you get them some wins, right? I think you can get them yeah. some wins. You and can then... game plan a few wins, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. Here's the thing: they can, like, with their toughness, they can totally out physical team where it comes down to like a better coach, like Belichick, like picking him apart. And I don't, I don't right. think they'll get that far. But I don't know. I, I'm intrigued by them. They get, they definitely have the recipe to kind of make some noise. But unfortunately, this next team really doesn't. As we work from the bottom up, it's the Cardinals. They seem like on a slippery slope, way down, on a slip and slide, fully soaked, tunneling down. Um, I don't know. I think Cliff – I like Cliff. I think he gets a bad rap. I think he's really good offensively, especially on game planning and installing in a system. But I just – it's too – it just kind of shows that it was so reliant on Hopkins, really. Yeah. Like the rushings have gone down since they've ha- stopped having the double team Hopkins. More guys in in the box to kind of shut that down. With more guys in the box, that's less vision, less vision for Murray to see because he is my size at five eight. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Five nine. Um, like I said, two is small, but at least Murray has like speed and burst to kind of make up for his lack of size. like yeah, he's he got a less, kind of, he's got the baseball th-
1: throwing arm where he can kind of yeah. get. Uh, yeah, I Mahomes, if he gets around, yeah, gets a little flick. If he can get around someone, he can kind of fling it. He doesn't have to throw it over the top.
0: Yeah, he's got that like Mahomes like twitch and release and yep. stuff. So there's definitely like a recipe there to like if they got healthy they're gonna go on like a run if the matchups lined up right. Like I think they can go in L. A. and win a game. I think they can. I don't know if they can get into Dallas and win a game, but I don't know. We'll talk about Dallas in a little bit, but I don't know. They're there. I, I, I would bet on San Francisco before I would bet on Arizona for making noise in the playoffs, but I can see like, I don't think that the world is crumbling in Arizona. I just think that it's kind of like, kind of like, I can think they could pump the brakes and kind of get back on track a little bit with the, now we got the four division winners. Right. And I think it's, it's so close. And so like, pick your poison either way it's it's kind of crazy we'll start with tampa tampa and brady they they're so beat up but it's still brady and it's still tampa so yep. both defending champs i can see like if they got lined up with san francisco i can see san francisco going in there and winning week one unfortunately okay. but then again you can see brady going on another run it's just a pet like godwin's out. this is brady team. yep it's brady but godwin's out for a year how good's the line? Is Fournette – Fournette's been a fucking hammer for him. You know, Ronald Jones is the – I think he's the, done, right? Fournette's yeah. done, right? If yeah. not, he, most likely. Jones isn't is, is a hammer, and he has the hiccups and the fumbles. You know what I mean? And he doesn't get downhill and lean on a defense like Fournette does. So I don't know. Um, they're, they're a little suspect. Um, is Leftwich left, which not that it's really Brady, but is Leftwich out there flirting with teams like Jacksonville as being coming head coach. Does that hurt their focus? Um, Arians now got COVID. So I don't know, it's just a recipe for kind of failure. But then again, if they were great and made a run, you're not shocked. Um, yep. the Rams, the Rams found a groove they They only have four losses. They have 11 wins. Um, but Stafford, man, Stafford's shaky. <laughs> And in their, in their defense is full of stars, in, but how deep is it, really? I don't know. I would say they're definitely in the top tier. If, if I pulled your gimmick – like, I I told you to do an ABC gimmick. I'd put the A. I I – I'd have three A teams. It would be the Rams, the Packers, and the Cowboys. And okay. uh, I could definitely see the Rams coming out of this and winning it, for sure. It's – you know, you just saw – but it comes down to McVay, who's been there. He's gone to – he's brought a team to the Super Bowl before. He got – You know, he's got his lunch served to him in the Super Bowl by Belichick. But, um, you know, Stafford may not be as great as we think, but he's better than Goff. So there's that. You know, I can see that happening. Then Dallas, man. Dallas is fucking electric. They're they're tougher than I thought. Um, Dak hasn't even been electric, but he's serviceable. They got the two-headed monster. They got all those weapons, lamb. They're just electric. And then that defense... You got that D line is incredible. You got Diggs, and then you got Parsons. Man, it's just are they? A, I
1: they're think clicking. They're,
0: they're clicking, and they're sleeping giant. But then again, LOL Dallas. You know what I mean? Like yep. if they went in there and put up like or seven points in the first playoff game and lost ten seven. You wouldn't be surprised, kind of. Yep, exactly. Either. Yep. And then Packers. Packers are constant frauds. I'm sure you don't, as a Bears fan, you like me saying that, but like, McFuck, you trust them if it's not Rodgers... You know what I mean? Like no. and the defense always seems to let up a 30 burger in the playoffs. And can they with like, there's there's just like a combustible nuclear bomb ready to go. It seems like with Rogers with his foot out the door and I don't know, but then again, it's Rogers and he's great. I don't know. I would say, fuck if I had to pick a winner right now, Dallas or the Rams. Honestly, I I think the Packers are fraud. Tampa's beat up. Uh, Cardinals and Eagles know, and the Niners are intriguing, but I don't think they have enough at quarterback. That's kind of my. uh, That's kind of my. I I would.
1: I I would have Bucks. I'm never going to doubt Tom Brady, so I I got Bucks. But I do think the Packers are frauds. I think Rogers has been overrated in playoffs. Yeah, Yeah, that too. He's gonna. He's got one, one, one Super Bowl appearance with the greatest quarterback ever, supposedly, and. What Brady has like 15 or something. <laughs> so I, I think that just shows you. And I mean, Eli Manning's run circles over Rodgers before. So um, I just I, I don't, I don't, maybe he's got it in him one last playoff run, but it just, I haven't seen it, you know, even last year, right? Bucks went into the cold frozen tundra and, you know, kind of kicked their ass. So um, I kind of foresee a similar thing this
0: year. All right. What's your final four? And-
1: Final four. I got, I got Chiefs Bills. We're in the Chiefs. I'm gonna go Bucks Cowboys. I'll go Bucks and I'll go Chiefs. Chiefs revenge game with victory.
0: So chalk from last year with a revenge victory. All right, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Rams. Cowboys. I don't know if they don't. If there's if there's a way that they don't play in the second round. I'm just gonna go Ram. I think Rams Cowboys, and I'm gonna go Rams. I just don't trust the Cowboys. I trust McVay in that defense and that really kind of figuring it out. And then I'm going to go Chiefs, and I'm going to go Titans, and I'm going to go Chiefs-Rams, and I'm going to go Chiefs.
1: All right. I like it. I like that.
0: You're down on the Titans, man. You better watch out. I
1: know I, I know. I know. I, I know. They're a surprise team, right, even a couple years ago when they made the conference championship. Like, everyone's like, no way, Titans. Tannehill sucks. Like, I don't have that opinion of them, but – i just once they lost henry it was just such a like it killed my super buzz for them because when they had henry and he was just dominating the league like that would have been my go-to but they've been good since he's they lost him still all
0: right vince russo swerve pats bucks um pats (laughs) pats win 45 42 last second field goal we're all happy tom hugs everyone after the game and um tom's mvp even though he loses what do you think of that uh, I again. will not. I will <laughs> not watch that game. I will not.
1: I have plans that day. <laughs> Chiefs over Rams in a fucking studio
0: Sam, this is a lot of fun, man. Um,
1: yeah, it's great. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: I'm glad you dust off that mic and got back to it. And I'm looking forward to the new gen coming back.
1: I can't wait for it, and uh, appreciate this. And can't wait for uh, day one. in A couple days, we'll see what that card actually looks like compared to what our projections were.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be great. You know, yep. I think it's, it's, they're in a good spot to make it memorable. Yeah. You know, they want it to become a tradition, so. You know.
1: Yeah, they did a good job. We didn't talk about it, but they you know, they, they cleared off the December pay-per-view to make this a big build. And I think that helped out, right, versus rushing brushing this. So I think that helped out as well.
0: Cool. All right, Tim, I'm going to get edit this and get this up. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Right.
1: Cheers, man. Great
0: job. And I'm yelling domino, plus nobody I know got killed. South Central LA Today was a good day